Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. This morning, ladies and gentlemen, church, I want us to rise on our feet and receive Bishop Patrick Andre Narivo to come and preach to us the word of God. Oh, church, show some excitement. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His word. Nothing to the voice of God to thee is anything too hard for me. with God say it to your friend everything is possible no matter what you are facing everything is possible no matter what you are asking to God everything is possible anything you are expecting from God today God will do it for you because he's a faithful God and he knows how to take care of you as his children hallelujah First of all, I just want to give thanks unto God for bringing me to this wonderful and powerful church. Thank God for the life of our father, spiritual father, our prophet, our teacher, our pastor, our evangelist, Bishop Dagewald Mills. Let's clap our hands for our father. Hallelujah. He is a man of example and many things I have learned from him. Since the time I met him, even up to now, I always learn and learn and learn and learn. And to me, he is a father. There was a time when I faced a big challenge and problems in my life. And then when he came to Madagascar, I asked to talk to him even for five minutes. But five minutes turned into 50 minutes. He gave time for me and talked to me and counseled me and strengthened me. And I say, hey, I didn't think that this great man of God can give me such a time to encourage me, to empower me and pray for me. Hallelujah. We are blessed to have him. Hallelujah. And because of him, I can come to this church today 
And also, I want to give thanks to the President, Bishop, Bishop Nathaniel, to welcome me and to allow me to share the spirit, to share the Word of God to you. I believe that God is going to do marvelous things in your life today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this great time that we are having in our house this morning. Lord, I pray that you touch every heart, that you open every eyes. Help us to understand your word. Help us to receive not only logos but rhema from you. Change our lives from glory to glory. Because you have called us into a presence not to be in vain but to receive something that is prepared from you. Lord, share our heart to our hearts. We are ready to receive your word with meekness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may have your seat. Nothing is impossible with God. This morning, I would like to share with you three keys for an answered prayer. Three keys for an answered prayer. I hope that all of us, we pray. All of us. If you have never, please follow the flow prayer at 4 a.m. I myself, I follow it. I receive lots of things from it. And even the things that I'm going to share with you, some of them are from the flow prior. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are blessed. Amen. So I want to share with you three points, three keys for an answered prayer. Because sometimes it is frustrating when you pray and do not receive answer. Especially when it takes long time. Pray and pray and pray. Maybe you, you may come to a point asking yourself, is God listening to me? Is there anything wrong with me? Why do I not receive my answer? I try to qualify myself to live in holiness, to do the right things, to serve in the church, do everything that is asked of me to do, yet... I do not have my answer. What's my problem? Is there anything wrong with me? But today I believe God will help you to understand for you to receive the very thing you need from God. It is a pleasure for God to answer you, to talk with you, and listen to you, and answer you. You see, on the way to come to the church, I see many kinds of billboards. One thing came to my mind and I say, everybody is fighting to get people's attention. But God is always ready to listen to us. Anytime we pray, anytime we come to him, anytime we ask him for anything, he's always there. He's ready to listen and ready to answer. So the problem is not with God. The problem is with us. Do we really pray the right way to pray? Do we know how to receive answer from God? Because sometimes God is answering us, but we do not know how to receive the answer. It's one thing to ask, but it's another thing to receive. It's like a marital life. It's one thing to share love and give love, to talk love, but it's another thing to receive that love. 
Because many people, they know how to express love. But so many people don't know how to receive love. That's the same thing with prayer. Sometimes we are professional on asking. Asking and asking and asking and asking. Every time you always ask and ask and ask. But we do not expect an answer from God. That's why sometimes we are frustrated. You see, in life there are lots of things that we have to do. And the most dangerous thing in life is to take decision. And sometimes what we need is not money. What we need is not car. What we need is not wife. What we need is the right decision. To have the very life that we want and that we intend to live. But if we don't know how to receive answer from God, how can we decide? How can we do things? Where can we go? Then we can be a candidate of frustration in life. But this morning, the Word of God will help us on how to pray and how to receive. Let's read the Word of God in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11. Word that I believe that most of us know it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and it shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or, what man is there of you? Whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Hallelujah. How much more, how much more your Father which is in heaven give, give good things to them that ask. So it, it means that God is ready even more than you. More than you to ask. More than you want to ask and anything you need. God is willing to give. So we, we do not question on his willingness to give. The question is, how do we ask? And how do we receive? Amen. Amen. Jesus says here, it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be open. There is no for an answer here. You must believe when you pray, never accept no. Because the Bible says, when you knock, it will be open for you. When you ask, it will be given to you. So God is willing, willing to open the door for you, willing to give the things for you, willing to do anything. Even he, he gave his son for us. How much more the things that you are asking for? Hallelujah. You see, it's a great opportunity for us to take time to pray. Sometimes I question some people, why don't you take time to pray? Because some, some of the people, when they pray, 10 minutes, 30 minutes is enough. As if life is easy. As for me, I work 
as if everything depends on me. But I pray as if everything depends on God. We also add, we fight and we do everything to win and to go forward. But unless we pray, nothing happens. We must pray as if everything depends on God. But we know we must know how to pray. The first thing we need to know is when you ask Jesus, say, what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Jesus didn't say, if a man asks food or a meat, no. He was very specific. He said, if a man asks a bread, if a man asks a fish, so when you pray, you must be specific. You have to know what you need or what you want. You cannot ask for, Lord, give me a job. What kind of job? Any job. It will never be answered. If you're asking a husband, oh God, give me a good husband, someone who loves you. Hey, many men loves God. So with that kind of prayer, you will be confused. Because your pastor has a husband, your, brother ha your pastor has a wife, your brother has a wife. Uh, maybe all of them, all of them love God. All of them serve God. All of them can push you. But you have to be specific. What kind of man do you need? What kind of woman do you need? If you need the job, what kind of job? You must be specific. You cannot be vague when you ask. Do you need a bread or a fish? And another thing, when you ask something from God, it's not only enough to ask what you need. You must know also what you don't need. Because if you don't know what you don't need, <laughs> when the answer comes, or when the challenges come, you can be in trouble. For example, you ask for a job. Suddenly, there are three kinds of jobs for you, in front of you. And then you say, oh God, which one, which one? Because you don't know what you don't like and what you don't need. So now, you are confused. Because Jesus say, if any man asks for a bread, he will not be given a stone. So if what you need is bread, never accept a stone. If what you need is a fish, never accept a serpent. Because sometimes when we pray, we want to be delivered from something and not knowing where we want to go. Or sometimes we want to go forward, but we don't know what we want to leave behind us. I hope you understand what I'm preaching. Because you know, if you ever read the book of Bishop Doug about be wise like a serpent, a serpent can swim, a serpent can swim like a fish. So if you need a fish, what kind of fish? 
a serpent fish. <laughs> it's not enough to know what I need. I need to know what I don't need. For example, if I am a pastor, maybe I say, Lord, I want to win 100 souls. 100 souls, that's good. That's better. But you must be specific. A young people, or married people, or just men, or just women. <laughs> Rich or poor, yes. Because it will help you where to go and how to find them. You cannot just go anywhere to win soul. You must be strategic in life. That's why you must be specific when you pray. I told one of the pastors in our church, I said, you, she's a woman, and I said, you, bring all the evangelists and go and win 100 men. Not young people, but men. And she said, how? I am a woman. No, you have to pray and be strategic and know where to go, for example, to the bank or to the office or anywhere. But just men. Hundred men. Because you must know what you need and you must know what you don't need. A bread or a stone. A fish or a serpent. Say to your brother or your sister, you need to be specific when you pray. Amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> you see, when you ask something, first you need to be specific. Secondly, you need to know what you don't need. And first, Jesus said in the verse 11, he said, How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? He said, If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts, good gifts, when you give gifts unto people, I hope that you will give valuable things. So it's not enough to ask. Your asking must depend on the value. What kind of things do you value in life? It is specific, but it must be valuable unto you. Because if it doesn't have any value, you will never be persistent when you pray. You will never have strong desire when you pray. When this thing that you are asking is valuable unto you, then you will fight for it. You will have time for it. You will fast for it. You will never accept a no for an answer. Because this is very precious to you. God said, if you being evil, you ask, you, you, you give good gifts, how much more? So the answer does not depend on God, the kind of gift that you want to receive. It depends on the value you put on the things you ask. That's why sometimes 
we do not pray long enough because what we are asking is not really valuable unto us. That's why we do not receive answer. We do not receive a voice, a rhema from God. Because even us, when we pray, we do not value it. So how can God answer you? You don't like it. You do not value it. He will never, <laughs> he will never waste his time. If you <laughs> so, so put value on what you are asking. Put value on what you are asking. Then you will have time for it to pray. Hallelujah. For example, if you want your husband to give his life to Jesus or your son, if it is not really about, if it is not valuable unto you, if you do not value his change, you will not cry, you will not fast, you will not look for God in the night, in the morning, early in the morning, every day. Because sometimes when you pray, you just think, if he changes, that's good. If he doesn't, I don't care. God will never answer such kind of prayer. You must put value on what you need. If it doesn't have any value, God will not give it to you. Because it is a waste of time, waste of things. And God is not a waster of something, of anything. So be specific. Know what you need and know what you don't need. And put value on what you want. Then you will have your heart in it. You will pray fervently. And then you will know how to focus your force, your faith, your power, your strength when you pray. Can I hear an amen? amen. If you understand what I'm preaching, I want to hear a good amen from you. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> the second key, that's the first key. Specific. Know what you need and put value on it. Number two, <laughs> if we want God to answer our prayer, we must be sure that he listened to us. We must be sure that he listened to, to us. He listened to us. Amen. 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 That's the key to receive an answer. Let's read the Bible in First John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. First John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. The Bible says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So here is very clear. Whatsoever you ask, he's ready to give it. He's willing to give it. But he says, 
if we know that he hears us. So the key is his hearing, his attention. Does he listen? How can we get his attention for him to answer us? Because it's not everybody that God listens. Let it sink in our heart. It's not everybody who prays that God listens. <laughs> I told you some of the points that I'm going to give to you. I took it from the floor prior. So here is the point. I am just rereading them to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if we want God to listen to us, there are three things we must do. The first one is, God hears the humble. Because if he hears us, the Bible says, whatsoever we ask of him, he will give. It's not the things that you need that is in question. It's how you ask. Because, for example, let's suppose that you don't have a car. You need uh, the car fees, for example, money for your bus to come to the church. And then you ask your brother or your parents, please give me, I don't know how much is the, the car fees or the bus. For example, give me 20 CDs. I want to go to church. And then your parents or your brother say, I don't have 20 CDs. And then you say, Hey, only 20 cities you don't have. How can, how can you not give me 20 cities? Hey, hypocrite. Only 20 cities. When you need something, I always give you, but I only ask for 20 cities and you don't give it. What a greedy. You don't have heart. Why don't you help me? I'm your brother. Even he has the 20 cities, he will not give it. Because the way you ask is not good and it's not right. You have to know how to ask for him to listen and to open his heart and hand to give to you. It's not what you ask is the problem. It's the way you ask is the problem. So if you want God to listen, you must be humble. It takes humility to get his attention. God doesn't listen to proud people. Oh God, give me, give me one million. No, it's not that way. You must be humble. Let's read the word of God in Psalm 10 verse 17. Psalm 10 verse 17. The Bible says, Lord, Thou hast heard the desire of the humble. God has heard the desire of the humble. So God is listening to you when you are humble. You see, when a humble person asks, he takes away his pride. He goes on his knees. He prays like he's going to die. Oh God, I really need you. Where can I go? Who can I turn to? Only you. You are my strength. You are my source. 
I need your hand. I need your help. If I turn to someone else, maybe they will upbraid me. They will despise me. They will belittle me. But you, as a father, I know you love me. This is your son, God. I'm humbling myself to you. Please hear to my voice. When you put your petition in humility, you, take, you can have his attention. But when you are too pride, too proud, God will never listen to you. He will even resist you. God listens to humble. He says, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their hearts that you will cause the ear to hear. Number two, how can God listen to you? God hears those who fear him. This is from Flo Pryor. I hope you know it. <laughs> I am just repeating it. God hears those who fear him. Psalm 145, verse 18 and 19. Psalm 145, verse 18 and 19. The Bible says, The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. Hallelujah. To all that call upon him in truth. Listen to the verse 19. He will fulfill. Amen. He will fulfill. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. God will fulfill your desire. Whatsoever you desire, God will fulfill it. God will give it unto you. God will realize your dream, your wildest dream. If you fear him. Hallelujah. Some people pray as if anything they can ask without fear of God. Lord, I'm praying. Take away this man and give this seat for me. Will God answer that prayer? Never. Because he will never destroy anyone just to, for your benefits. God is righteous. God is just. So when you, are asked, when you ask, you must put value on it with the fear of God. Because God listened to those who fear him and fulfilled their desire. Just think, if what you have been desiring will be realized, where can your life be? Just imagine. For example, you need a job in the United Nations. For example, you want to build a new church. You want to win 1,000 souls. Just think of it. Think of your desire and your will. And then God will fulfill it. You'll be the happiest person in life. But the reason you are fighting and struggling and want to sleep in church is because you didn't receive any answer. You are confused in life. So you want to be, if you want to be fulfilled... You must be, you must fear God. You must be humble and fear God. I want to hear a good amen. amen. 
Number three, God hears those who please Him. If any woman asks something from her husband, hey, you know it, woman, you must please Him. Oh, honey, with your smile on your face, Honey, I want to go to the shop. You see, there is no food anymore in the fridge. Honey, <laughs> you must please him before receiving anything. But if you say, hey, hey, father, father of my children, we need money. Oh. We want to go shopping because you see, there is nothing in the fridge now. How can you know? Hey, can't you see it? No, he will never give anything. You must please him to receive anything. If you want God to fulfill your desire, you must please God. Then he will realize your dream. Let's read the Bible. First John chapter 3 and verse 22. The Bible says, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Listen, he always fulfill. He give. He, he, he. Ah. We receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Pleasing in his sight. Hallelujah. So these are the three requirements if you want God to listen. So the question is, how to ask now? Simple and not complicated. God, is ne God has never been complicated. If you ask anything, you must ask in faith. In faith. In faith. Let's read James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Mm -mm. Let's read from the verse 5. The Bible says, James chapter 1 from the verse 5. The Bible says, If any of you lack wisdom, what do you lack in life? Maybe wisdom. Maybe revelation. Maybe knowledge. Maybe, I don't know, anything. If any of you lack let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. It shall be given to him. It shall be given to you. You must ask. You cannot say, the Bible said that he knows everything that I need even I don't ask. Yeah, he knows it, but it doesn't mean that he will give it. You must ask if you want to receive. Amen. Let him ask. And the verse 6, the Bible says, but. Everybody say, but. Oh, no, I don't hear a voice. But. But. Let him ask in faith. So when you ask, if you want God to listen to you, you must ask in faith. Not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. That's why it is very important to be specific. 
Know what you don't need and know what you need and put value on it. Because when, when you have such a thing, when you know what you need, you, you will never be tossed and driven like a wave because you know what you need. But you, are, you need to ask in faith. Faith is based on the character of God. You will never believe someone's word if he's a liar. If he's a cheater. Am I right? We trust God and we believe in him because of his, first of all, his character. Not only his word. I know that faith comes by word. But how can you believe a word of someone who is a liar? So that's the reason why if we put our faith and trust in God because of who he is. He is a faithful God. He is a righteous God. He doesn't lie. He can never lie. Whatsoever he says, he will do it. What is the benefit of God to lie unto us? Nothing. It's a pleasure unto him to give you what you desire. It's a pleasure unto him to fulfill your dream. And he is right. He is faithful. He knows what he says. And he can do what he has promised. And because of him, we can believe his words. The reason why we are trusted all, all over, because, because we do not trust his character. Sometimes we think that God is like man. God is not like man. Maybe, maybe, maybe you were deceived by someone. There are some people who have been deceived by some other people. Maybe some brother, some sister, or even a pastor. And they think that God is like this man. No, God is not a man. Hallelujah. God is faithful. You must trust his character. And if you know and you believe in his character, in who he is, then you trust his word. If you cannot trust his word, it means that you do not know who he is. The reason why we can trust completely his word is not only because of his word, but because of who he is. Faith is based on God's character. And then faith comes from hearing. Hearing the word of God. Amen. So, so when we ask, we ask in faith. We trust him and we trust his word. Amen. 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 If I say we trust his word, it's not only the logos. I believe all of us knows the logos. It's not the logos. It's the rhema. Jesus says, if you have my word in you, ask anything, I will do it for you. If my words are in you, then you can ask. The word in you is not the logos, it's the rhema. It's the revelation you receive from the preaching, from the reading, from the Holy Spirit. If you have that word in you, 
through this word you pray then God will listen and he will give what you need I believe that this word comes to you because that's something that God is going to give unto you but he's waiting for you to ask God wants to fulfill your dream but he needs you to be humble and pray because now is your time now is your time God is going to lift you put you into another dimension but it will not come easy it depends on you if you ask if you pray in faith he will fulfill it he will fulfill it he will fulfill it he will fulfill it for you ask in faith take time to meditate upon his word take time to listen and listen and listen and listen until you get a rhema and when you get a rhema then you can pray sometimes we pray not to ask the things that we need we pray to receive rhema and then we receive the rhema we meditate on it and then we pray again for the things we need then we can receive it because you will never have faith if only if the if the only thing you need you if the only thing you have is logos you need rhema the spoken word of god the very word you need for what you want in life and lastly how to receive after asking because asking is one thing and receiving is another thing mark chapter 11 verse 22 till 24 how to receive I believe that after this preaching you will know how to really pray 30 minutes will never be enough for you you will pray long enough until you know oh I got it I got it hey hallelujah Mark 11 verse 22 to 24 the Bible says and Jesus answered him says unto them have faith in God for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he says 24 therefore listen very well I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them believe you receive them it's a present tense present tense you receive them and you shall have them so you must receive before you have before you have there is a two types of receiving here believe you receive then you will have the first one is receiving in you and the second one is receiving on your hand if you have never received what you've asked in you 
it will never manifest in your life. Sometimes, <laughs> we just, some people say, oh, okay, because uh, pastor said that you have to act your faith, show your faith, and then because I want to have this position in this company, so I will behave like I am the big shoot, the, the director. So oh, in Jesus' name, every morning when I wake up and go out, I am the big boss. No, if you have never received it in you, you will never receive it. When God does something, he does it in you. It doesn't start from the outward part of your life. It starts from the inward parts of your being. Jesus said, when you pray, go to your place, the hidden place. And your father who is there. Let me paraphrase it with my own phrase. If your, your father who is in that place, in the hidden place, in the secret place. He will listen and he will answer you there. So the answer is not outside. The, outs, the, the answer is inside. If you don't have it in you, you will never have it. Even if you pray for five hours, ten hours, if you don't have it in you, you will not have it. Believe you receive. Receive. Faith is not trying to get something. Faith is knowing you have it. If you think that when you pray in faith, means that when I pray in faith, I ask. No. To pray in faith is not asking to have. To pray in faith is asking that you already have. Maybe you are confused, but this is it. For example, for you to understand it, let, let me do it like this way. Um, you go to the bank, you have your money there. And then you said, I need such amount. Then you send the check with your ID and give it to the person. You know, you ask. You know, you have it. But you ask. That is it. When you ask in faith, you know you have it. But you still ask. Hallelujah. So when you have it in you, it can manifest. It can be manifested in your life. But if you don't have it in you, it will never manifest. So the answer of your prayer is in your spirit. You must have, let me say, the peace of God. The peace is the signature of God that your request is granted. If you do not have yet the peace, keep on praying. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Because when you seek, you will find. When you knock, you will be, it will be open for you. So keep on searching. Keep on praying. Until you have the peace. Until you have the sign of victory. Until you know that it is yours. Until you have no doubt in you. When you believe it. When you have it. Soon and very soon, it will manifest in your life. But if you don't have it in you, oh, you will not have. So let, let the spirit of prayer be upon you. Let the spirit of faith rest upon you. For you to ask in faith. For you to have time to seek God. 
But I believe from this day on, God will do marvelous things unto you. God will grant your desire, fulfill your dream. Because you have received the word today. And then after this, then you will pray. You will see God. You will see, you will see his power. You will see his mighty hand working for you. Listen, 20 and 23 is about to end. Only four months and then finish. What have you received this year? What have you done this year? What kind of dreams have you fulfilled in life? What kind of mission have you filled? Time is running so fast. We need to finish something. We need to get something. Can I hear a good amen? So take time to pray, even from today, tonight and tomorrow. I believe that this week will be a week of manifestation in your life. Week of glory in your life. Week where God does something marvelous just for you. Hallelujah. So when God answers you, He will put His peace. It means, don't ask anymore. You have it now. The peace is a sign, it's like God is saying, it's okay, my son, I have given it to you. After receiving it in you, what is the final step? Speaking it out. It's like vomiting something. If you have something in you that, is, that makes you feel uncomfortable, you want to vomit it. You cannot say, mm, 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 mm. no. You will, ah, 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 ah. That's the way it is. You have to speak. I have it. I command it to happen. I command it to manifest. You have to speak it out. God said to John the Apostle, eat it. Eat my words. And then John ate it. And then after that, God said, now prophesy unto the nation. Speak unto the nation. Speak unto the tribes and people. After receiving the word, you have to prophesy. As you prophesy, you will see your dry bones come to life. It's not enough to have peace. You have to speak it and act as if you already have it. Like the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, speaking unto the things which is not seen as it is already there. You just speak it. You just act it. <laughs> you see, there was a time there is a couple in our church came to me and asked for me to pray for them to have children. And then I asked them, have you ever been to the doctor asking what's wrong with you? Yes, we have been there. And what, they, what did the doctor say? They said, nothing. There, there is nothing wrong with us. So I say, there is no problem with you. There is no barrenness. So we just pray. After the prayer, some few weeks after that, then I asked the man, how is it now? Oh, Bishop, we don't still have it. So what's the problem? Then he said, you see, the problem is, uh, after work, I said to my wife, come early to, the, to, home, to home and then we take dinner together and everything. And then she came early and take the dinner together beautifully. 
But when we are on bed, we just slept. Every time. Sometimes I am tired. Sometimes I don't have a desire. Sometimes when we eat, it was wonderful. But when we are on bed, we don't do anything. We just slept. And I say, it's a devil of laziness, not a barrenness. <laughs> and that's, maybe that's the same problem with you. It's not you are barren, but because maybe you are lazy. You have to speak it. You have to act it as if you already have it. When you act it and speak it, it will manifest in your life. But if you are lazy to speak, afraid to say, shy to say it, you will never have it. Even if it is in you, everything that you have in you, you have to bring it out by speaking and acting. Then you will have it in your hand. Hallelujah. So when you ask, be specific. Know what you need and know what you don't need. When you ask, you must know how to get his attention. Be humble. Fear him and please him. And ask in faith. After asking in faith, by asking through the rhema you have, when you know you have it, then you speak it. Then you act. And you will see the answer of your prayer manifesting in your life. I hope you have received something. <laughs> Hallelujah. The last thing I want to say is this. I told you that God doesn't listen to anyone. He listens to his children. To his children. If you are not a child of God, if you pray, God will not listen. You must be born again for God to listen to you, for God to speak to you. Maybe you said, uh, how about Cornelius? He was not born again. He asked and God answered him. But read very closely the history. God told him, take Peter. It, it was not the Holy Spirit who talks to him. It's an angel. Because he doesn't have the Spirit of God, he can never hear from God if no angel didn't appear. So, if you want to hear his voice in you, receive the peace, receive the answer, you must be born again. Because he will never speak through his spirit in you until you are born again. So before asking anything, make sure that you have given your life to Jesus. So this morning, let's close our eyes. If you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want God to answer you, to fulfill your dream, to give a desire of your heart, give your life to Him. He's willing to answer you. He's willing to give what you need. He knows your trouble. He knows everything that you are going through, you are facing. Sometimes we are fighting alone, but we need God. We need His help. We need His hand. We need His power. We need His love. How can we stay alone and live alone in our lives? Stop being frustrated in life. God is here to help you. God is here to answer you. God is here to cherish you. So if you want to give your life, stand on your feet. I want to pray for you today.
Maybe you have been in this chair for many years. Now you realize that you need God. You've been praying for many things, but you have never received anything. Maybe you are not born again. You just only know the story, but you have never experienced the real life. So if you need the life, the relationship, the answer, you need God. So if you want God to be in your life, I want you to stand up and come to the front. I want to pray for you. Anyone who wants to give his life to Jesus, now is the right time. Come to the front. God is here to help you. God is here to answer you. Anything is possible. It's your time. It's your time to experience new life. It's your time to receive God. His love, His power. It's your time to experience His love manifesting in your life. So come to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Never be afraid. Do not be shy. Come to the front. Now is your time. Jesus, every effort is fruitless. So if you come to Jesus today, He will change you. I just give you one more minute to come. I know some of you must come to the altar. Someone, somewhere, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. that is going to change your life. It's only Jesus. Only Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to pray after me now. Lord Jesus. Jesus. I know you love me. I know you love me. You gave your life for me. You died just for me on the cross. Jesus. Forgive all my sins. For all my mistakes. Jesus, I give you my life. Everything about me. My success and my failure. My desire. Lord Jesus, take me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Cleanse me with your blood. Purify me by your fire. Change me into another person. Let your life be my life. Let your joy be my joy. 
Let your peace be my peace. From today, my life is yours. I will follow you all the rest of my day. Say, Satan, from today, I divorce you. I will never submit my life to you. You and me is finished. My life is unto Jesus. For Jesus alone. Now and forever. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. For cleansing me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.